0: thing about tulip time run that's always been there is the tulips i mean there is thousands and thousands of tulips in holland and along the streets we run for this race they're everywhere you're going to see so many great flowers when you're on your run it's just the most scenic part of the city to run in and that's why we have the race there welcome to the 2022 season of run my west coast i am your host eddie klein run my west coast is a show about running in west michigan podcast episodes feature local runners local races and race directors, along with running community and Holland Haven Marathon details. In this episode called Don't Run in Your Pajamas, I'm going to introduce the rundown for the first time this season and talk about Rat Race 5K that I ran uh, in Holland, Michigan. Also, running tips This month, maybe the best running tips I've ever done on the podcast, do not run in your pajamas, which is a good thing to think about when you're going to go running, what you're going to wear. Big part of this episode, Tulip Time Run. The Tulip Time Festival is in Holland between May 7th and May 15th, and it kicks off with the Tulip Time Runs. 5K is a 10K, right in Collin Park in Holland. You get to run, see all the tulips. We're going to talk a lot about that. Additionally, West Michigan races, there are a lot of West Michigan races coming up because spring's here, summer's coming. So I have a lot to tell you about some West Michigan races, excited to give you a big list about everything that's coming up that you can run when you're in West Michigan. Okay, let's get into the rundown. The rundown is the part of this show where I tell you about a race that I ran in West Michigan, and I'm trying to go out and do a race, at least one race every month and then come back, get on the podcast, tell you about the race, tell you about what I experienced, how it was for me, and everything about it. So this month, I I had run Rat Race in Holland, Michigan on April 30th, and that is put on by the Black River High School, and they are their mascot is the River Rats. So let me tell you the description of the race, and then we'll go into a little bit about it. The money raised from the Rat Race... We'll now go right back into Black River Athletics in attempts to improve our athletic facilities, keep highly qualified coaching staff, provide equipment for our athletes, as well as help cover costs for the opportunities for our athletes to improve their skills and abilities outside the typical season. This is a fundraising event, so in efforts to keep costs low, this will not be a chip-timed event. Runners will all have a bib, and the race will be timed. There are opportunities for individuals to get involved that are not interested in running too, Check out our sponsorships and donations. We appreciate your dedication and commitment to improving athletics here at Black River. The amount of support and gratitude does not go unnoticed. So, Black River High School, raising money for their athletics, which is great. I got to go out there and participate. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So, the weather, first of all, it was like 55 degrees and very windy that day. So, in Holland... That's kind of typical this time of year, not a big deal. And luckily the race was only a mile from my house. So it was perfect that I could jog over there and that'd be my warm up run. So I jogged over to the race, had like an extra shirt on on the way over and then, uh, got to drop it off. And then, uh, when I finished the race, I could jog home. So what did I wear for the event? I ran the race in just shorts and a t-shirt, which ended up being just fine. Really the only thing that was my hands got a little cold just from the wind, but, um, it worked out. Another thing was I could not find my, tr- my street running shoes, uh, the morning of the run. So being a fair weather runner, I honestly have not run outside since like I was in Florida in, in, uh, February. And so wherever my shoes are, I didn't know, uh, the morning of the race. So I ended up, uh, getting on my trail running shoes, which I love. I, I run on ultras both for, road and trail. So I put on my ultra trail running shoes and they were just fine for running on the road. Didn't make a big difference. And I had on my running hat. I had my glasses on, which I just started wearing glasses a couple months ago. After 18 years after I had had LASIK surgery, I finally, my eyes started going bad. So I just got glasses. So first time running in a race since I was like a kid with glasses on, which is kind of weird, but it didn't really affect me. It was totally fine. And everything worked out with that. So it was good. Like I said, it was my first time really getting in a in a run outside in a long time. I've been doing, of course, CrossFit over the winter. And so I'm in good shape, but I'm not necessarily probably in running shape. But there's still a, an overall fitness to it. I just, I just come off a big CrossFit competition, a virtual uh, worldwide competition the week before where they – we started out with um, a little bit about it. What I did was there was there's this huge competition for CrossFit called the open, and then people sign up and they compete in these three workouts, and you're divided up in age groups. So in like my age group, which I'm in the uh, 45 to 49 age group, I there was like 13,000 people in my age group, and then if I finished ten percent, the top 10 percent in that one moved on and you did another online event where you had five more workouts a month later, which I just finished up before the race. And then, so I did these five workouts and I finished, ended up uh, 375th out of the original 13,000 in my age group in the world. So my fitness is really good. So I wasn't too worried about going out and running the five K even though I hadn't been running. So anyway, about more about the race. So like I said, it was, in, it was in Holland, the course, it was, a great, it was a good little course. They started at the high school in Black River High School, which is at 20th in Columbia in Holland, and we it was an out and back. So we ran all the way down to Window on the waterfront. We ran basically north all the way down there and then turned around and came all the way back. So it was a, it was a straight out and back. Uh, the interesting thing about it was the way the wind was blowing that day, the wind was to my back going out, so that made it a little bit easier going out. And I was also going downhill on the way out because running down to the water, of course, the water is the low point of the city, so it was downhill, wind to your back, going out, and then at the turnaround, it hits you right in the face. So I knew it was not going to be a good day for a negative split. That's okay. So I, I, I definitely kind of tried to push it a little bit on the first half so that I would be a little bit ahead of it, and then I could turn around. One cool thing that I didn't realize until like a minute before the race started, they were we were all lined up. Uh, there was maybe 150 people in the race, roughly. Uh, a lot of kids. Um, but... One thing I didn't know is that they were giving out medals to the top 10 men and the top 10 women in the race. So I was like, oh, if I can finish top 10 of the men, I could possibly get a medal. I just, like, they announced it like a minute before we started. So I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. So I took off on the run. <clears throat> of course, a lot of people in front of me, a lot of kids, you know, how they sprint out and then they fall off eventually. But passed a lot of them, got going, and then I uh, figured, well, when I get to the turnaround point, I can count. Because gonna, everybody's going to come right back by me. I can count how many people are in front of me see if I'm close to that top 10, see if I can get a medal. And so I counted them out, and at the turnaround, I was in 14th place in the men. Well, I was actually 14th overall because there was no women in front of me. And so looking at where like I had to get to be top 10, once we got going back on the road, I saw that, that guy that was probably the 10th place. He was way ahead of me, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not getting a medal. Not going to happen today. I was pushing... Especially because, like I said, it turned around, got into that wind, and then I was going uphill, so no way that was going to happen. I ended up did pass one guy uh, and ended up thirteenth overall in the race. And like I said, there was maybe 150 people. A lot of them were walkers and kids, so it wasn't like a super competitive uh, race. A lot of high school kids, middle school kids, you know, adults, but it was cool. It was it was it was fun. It was good to get out there. the The bib pickup was just perfect. I got there just like 15 minutes before the race. They had all the bibs in the uh, high school cafeteria. Went right in there, got my bib, no problem. Went out to the start line, everything was set up real well, no problem at all. And I got a t-shirt and I didn't, I signed up kind of late and I still got a t-shirt. So that's, that was surprising. Usually you don't get a t-shirt when you sign up late. So good for them to have t-shirts. That was cool. Uh, there was a water station on the course as well. Uh, like around mile one, you hit it and then you hit it again back, coming back on mile two. So that was cool. You could get it. You get a water if you wanted to. I didn't stop for it. I didn't really feel like I needed it. I was just I was just cruising along. Uh, my finish time. They had a clock out there. It wasn't chipped or anything like that. And there's no results posted anywhere. But you'll just have to take my word for it. I was my finish time according to their clock was 22:30, and I did not even wear a watch. I've decided to stop wearing a watch for running because here's the reason. When I when I do CrossFit, I'm in the I'm in the gym all winter doing CrossFit and it's really a lot about the time. I'm always timing myself, like how fast can I do this? Or I got to do this, this thing in this much time. And it's so time-based that I'm like, when I went out and run, I just want to like not worry about it, not think about that. So I just go as hard as I can and I'll just get the time when I'm done and I'll find out whatever it is. Same with music. Like the, in the gym, the music's always blasting in, in the gym all the time. So when I'm running, there's no music for me. I don't wear headphones or anything like that. I just, you know, with my own thoughts to wind in my ears and, and just run along. So I just go with that and, and I'm pretty happy about it. So it was good. So the end of this race, rat race, I, fi- I finished up, I was sucking air. So I walked around for a little bit and cooled down. And then I went back into cafeteria at the high school, which was, they had to set up uh food for everyone. So I had boxed water. I had some watermelon. I had some oranges uh, bagels were in there. I had a couple little bagel bites and they had granola bars. So that was good. Everyone got to come in and eat, have a little camaraderie at the end of the race. I saw a few people that I knew from Holland, talked to them and chatted a little bit. So overall it was a good race. It was a nice little hometown event. Uh, the police were out there at every intersection. It was, I appreciate them being out there taking care of it. Appreciate Black River for, for putting on a rat race and I'll definitely, uh, plan on doing it next year as a good event. So hats off to them. And I appreciate getting out there and uh, running my first 5k of the year. It was great. Let's get into our running tips of the month for May. And really, I just have one tip for you. And that is don't run in your pajamas. Now that sounds obvious, right? But to one guy, he didn't think so for so, so much when he went out to run in his pajamas. I'm going to tell you a little story that he wrote about uh, an incident that he had. Now, I checked out this book from the library, and it's a really good book. And it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Running for Good, 100 Story, 101 Stories for Runners and Walkers to Get You Going. And the authors, uh, Amy Newmark and another person you might know, ultramarathoner Dean Carnassus. So this is a great book because it's got... Like I said, 101 stories. They're very inspirational. They're very true to people running. This is short stories that people submitted for the book, and it's just a good read. If you're a runner, you'll get a kick out of some of the stuff. You'll get some motivation. You'll get some inspiration. So I I suggest checking it out. Again, it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Running for Good, 101 stories for runners and walkers to get you going. So this section of the book that I found this story in is titled We're All Crazy Here. And the title of this story is Don't Run In Your Pajamas. And it was submitted by a man named D.E. Brigham. So we get into this story and you will find out why you don't want to run in your pajamas. Here we go. It's mid-July and I'm checking into a hotel in Boston at 10.30 a.m. Early enough to get in a run before the conference begins. It's Friday and I haven't met my mileage goal for the week. But free from family and job responsibilities... I'm determined to get back on track. I open my suitcase on the bed and pull out my running shoes, socks, singlets, and painter's hat. I dig deeper. I try not to panic, but I find myself yanking out articles of clothing and flinging them across the bed until the suitcase is empty. I raise my hands to my head. Where are my running shorts? I enter attack mode. I unzip zippers and shove my hands deep into secret compartments. I check inside my running shoes, dress shoes, and even my sports jacket pockets, all empty. I stop. I have to face reality. I failed to pack my running shorts. I check my watch. The conference starts in an hour. No time to shop for new shorts. I survey the clothing scattered around around the bed. My eyes fall on a green, paisley, short pajamas. I pick them up by the ribbed elastic waistband. The length works. But when I insert my hand inside the thin material, light from the hotel window silhouettes my fingers. I undress and pull the pajamas over my briefs. According to the mirror, I should be going to bed, not for a run. But as I put on my singlet and socks and tie my running shoes, I remind myself that this is Boston, a large, diverse city. Once outside, I'll blend into the cityscape of pedestrians, joggers, dog walkers, and street people. I will become invisible. I I grab my plastic room key. Drat. No pocket in my running shorts. Well, he says running shorts, but he's really saying running pajamas, which good reason not to run in your pajamas and no pockets because where are you going to put your room key? I slip the key under my cap. Problem solved. Or so I think. I enter the hall outside my room. I'm relieved to find no one in sight. I head for the exit door and jog six floors down the concrete staircase. At the bottom... I pause with my hand against the lobby doorknob, waiting for my confidence to catch up with me. Do I really dare to do this? I crack open the door an inch. A gaggle of hotel guests crowd around a bank of elevators watching the floor indicator lights overhead. I take a deep breath and push open my door. A few heads turn toward me and then back as I head for the lobby where I cruise by the check-in line without drawing a glance. I push through the revolving glass door and step out into the sunshine. A cacophony of street sounds beckons me with the, so- with the promise of anonymity. I stretch against the side of the hotel building before setting out on a scenic route suggested by the concierge at check-in. The heat and humidity are already stifling. This run will be more challenging than I thought. I jog through parks shaded by impressive oaks and around ponds festooned with flowers and shrubbery. I join the parade of pedestrians pushing strollers, sipping drinks, and chatting with friends. I even spot an occasional jogger. I've become part of the cityscape, pajamas notwithstanding. My run takes me through upscale neighborhoods of red brick row houses accented with window boxes and enclosed by black wrought iron fences. After 40 minutes, the heat, humidity, and hills take their toll. My head feels like a radiator and my breathing is labored. I regret not hydrating properly before my run. An unintended hose lies on the red brick sidewalk with the water running from it. I grab it and remove my hat. I let the cool water stream over my head and shoulders and down the front and back of my clothing. So refreshing. I don't even care that I'm drenching my clothing. When I re-enter the hotel, I'm still soaking wet. Inside the lobby, I lift my hat and feel for the plastic room key I'd cleverly placed there. No key. It must have fallen out when I cooled off with the hose. The only hotel employees I see are the receptionists processing check-ins. Luckily, Only a lady and her daughter are waiting in line. I get behind them, but when I spot reflection in a gigantic wall mirror, I nip over to the tourist information rack and grab the biggest brochure I can find. I return to the line. The little girl, about eight, turns to stare at me, my wet pajamas clinging to my body. I hold the tourist information booklet strategically. Mommy, she says. Why is that man wearing pajamas? Her voice is loud and clear. What man? That man's standing behind us. She points at me as though I am an inanimate object. Her mother throws me a glance and then shushes her daughter immediately. I look down at my watch, pretending to check the time. He stinks, too, says the girl. Maybe he's homeless. Her mother grasps her daughter's hand and pulls her toward a receptionist without being called. I remain standing and holding my brochure. Wet, apparently smelly, and definitely visible. I hear someone shout my name from a distance. Hi, Dave. Been out running? I cringe. A conference colleague from the Midwest waves at me across the lobby. Hi, Jean, I say. I lock my eyes onto hers as though I can prevent hers from drifting. Yeah, time for a shower. I wave and walk toward the reception counter as if I had been called. Catch you later. When a receptionist becomes available, I explain my plight to a pleasant lady. I ask for a replacement key. No problem, she says. I just need to see your ID. My ID is locked in my room. Sorry, sir, I can't issue a new key without an ID. And I can't get my ID without a room key. One moment, please. She disappears through a door behind the reception counter and returns with the manager. I will be happy to accompany you to your room, sir. You can retrieve your ID and I will give you a new key. As we proceed to the elevator bank, I remain close to him so that he is less likely to notice my attire. But I had forgotten about my smell. This way, sir, says the manager. He bypasses the elevator's and waiting guests, and takes me around the corner to a small elevator. He scans his card. This is a staff elevator, he says. It will be more convenient for you. When we arrive at my room, he opens the door, and I show him my ID. He gives me a new room key. I check my watch. The conference has started. I will miss the information presented in the first session, but I am not too disappointed, for I have already re- learned a valuable lesson, albeit the hard way. Don't run in your pajamas. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the race coming up in Holland on May 7th called Tulip Time Run. And I'm super excited about it. I'm the race director. Put this all together this year. It's going to be a great event. We're coming back after a couple of years off of COVID where we didn't get to have the race. So this is the first in-person race since 2019. Now, you can sign up still at runsignup.com tulips. And I'm going to give you a big dump of information all about the race this year and what's going on with it so that if you're planning on going, you'll know everything you need to know. And if you can't find it, from what I say, on the website, run sign-up page, there's more stuff out there. Okay, start time. So the 5K and the 10K start together. That's new this year. Usually they started differently. Both start at 8 a.m. They're going to line up together. They're going to start together. And the course closes around 11 a.m. roughly. um, we'd like you to go onto the sidewalk if you're still out there after 11 because the roads are not really closed. Then there's a kids' fun run as well. There's going to be stretching for the kids and a warm-up, and that starts at 9 a.m., and then there's two kids' divisions. The kids that are 6 to 8 years old, they're going to run a half a mile, and they're going to start at 9.15 a.m. The kids that are 5 and under, they're going to run 0.2 miles, and they're going to start at 9.25 a.m., and they're going to start and finish right at the start line right there by Colin Park. And all the kids doing the fun run, they're going to get a participant ribbon. So bring kids out, get them running, be a good time. And parents, if you want to run along with your kids, totally fine. You don't have to pay an entry fee or anything like that or sign up. Just sign up your kids. You can run along with them, no problem. Okay, so like I said, the start and finish is at Colin Park. Now, the course is a little different than it used to be because we're not doing a separate 10K course anymore. The 5K course is the one it always used to be a 5K loop around through the city. The 10K course this year, the 10Kers are going to run two loops of the 5K course. So one course, 10K, you're doing two laps. Big thing you got to remember if you're running that 10K is don't go through the finish line on your first lap. We're going to have two separate lanes set up. Uh, When you come around after your first lap, if you're a 10K runner, you're going to go back on the other side of the road from the finish line so you don't cross the mat. You'll cross the mat, obviously, on your second loop when you finish your 10K. Now, great thing about Tulip Time Run that's always been there is the tulips. I mean, there is thousands and thousands of tulips in Holland. And along the streets we run for this race, they're everywhere. You're going to see so many great flowers when you're on your run. It's just the most scenic part of the city to run in. And that's why we have the race there. It's, it's a nice flat course. There's a couple aid stations out there. And then we even have three spirit stations this year, which is something totally new. So... Dedicated stations to cheer you on. They're going to be loud, they're going to be clapping, they're going to have music, they're going to have cowbells. So get you fired up when you're out there on the run. That'll be super fun. Uh, Packet pickup. So you got to get your packet, obviously. Our Race Day Village Expo is at Collin Park on Friday and on Saturday. So we used to have our packet pickup on Friday night at a different location. Now it's all at Collin Park. So it's all in one place. So if you're coming on Friday to get your packet, On May 6th, you can come between 4 and 7 p.m. That's where Packet Pickup is. That's also the Race Village. We'll have about 15 vendors there, so you can talk to some different people about some different businesses, maybe get some free samples, check out some stuff. I know Holland Haven's going to have a a booth there selling some of their stuff. So get in there, check out the vendors, find out what's going on, get up, get your bib, all that stuff. And then on Race Morning, we're doing a Race Day Packet Pickup as well, right at Collin Park. And that opens at 7 a.m. So you have from like 7 till 8 when the race starts to grab your packet on race morning if you still need to, if you haven't gotten it yet. Uh, Race registration, we do keep it open right up almost until the race starts. So the race starts at 8, registration is open until 7.30 on race morning. So you can literally get up in the morning, sign up, come to the race. Now, When I say sign up in the morning, I mean sign up on RunSignUp on our registration page, runsignup.com slash tulips. You can't walk up to the race registration tent with uh, $40 and say, I want to sign up for this race and pay us cash. You can't walk up with a check and write a check. You can't even walk up with your credit card. We don't have a credit card swiper. It's go online, go on the registration site, register. Once you've registered, you're in our system. Then we can get you a bib. We can get you going. So that's the way we're doing it. That's the only way we're doing it. So make sure that if you're gonna register late, you got your phone, you got someone else's phone, and you know how to get into your run signup account. You're gonna to need to get into your name and password, sign up on a registration page if you're signing up late or signing up at, at any time. Uh let's see, registration, registered runners will get a bib. Now, we're not doing pre-assigned bibs, so it's not like you gotta to come to registration and go look on a list to find out what your bib number is. We're doing what's called dynamic bib assignment. So if you walk up to the table and the next bib sitting there is 332, you're just going to tell that registration person your name. They're going to check you in on the app on their phone. They're going to put your bib number in the, in the phone. They're going to sign you 332. Boom, you got that bib. You're off. If I came up behind you and I was the next person in line, I'd be 333. So nothing assigned ahead of time makes it quick. You don't have to look up any numbers. You're just going to get the next bib available. It's going to make it super good, super easy to do. Um, we're also going to do a kraal type thing. Now, we've always done like mile mile pace signs in the in the past, and that's kind of what we're doing this year. They're going to be like six-minute six seven mile, seven-minute eight mile, eight-minute mile. But we really want you to get into those mile pace sign areas because it's going to be important to let the fast runners get in the front, the medium runners get in the middle, and the slower runners or the walkers or the strollers get in the back. So – when you register, you're putting in your estimated finish time, and based on that finish time is how you're going to line up. So you'll you'll have your corral number, which will be like an 8, 9, 10-minute mile, whatever it is. Make sure you go into that corral area because it's going to be a better race, a better event for everyone if people aren't running over each other and they can get out there and get to the start line and get through the finish line and have a great event. So keep that in mind when you're lining up. Please go to the area based on how fast you truly are. Um, if you picked, if you purchased a t-shirt, you can get them on Friday or on Saturday at Packet Pickup, just like you would any other race. And then if you don't make it to Packet Pickup, your t-shirt will be at the Tulip Time office for a couple weeks after the race. And you can go get it there if you missed out on getting your t-shirt. Um, and also if you didn't buy a t-shirt and you still want to get one, we'll have uh, a couple dozen for sale at Tulip Time office. So after the race, If you're like, got the duration, you're like, oh man, I see that t-shirt. I wish that I got one now. Go to Tulip Time office after the race. They'll have them for sale. You can still get one. Okay. Water stations at Tulip Time. There's going to be two water stations, you know, mile one and mile two approximately. And we're using the Hiccup Earth Cups, which I'm a big fan of. I've used before and I think they're a great idea. They're the silicone cups. They're recyclable. They're soft. They're easy to drink out of. They're squishy. You just grab your cup off the table, drink out of it, toss it in a recycle bin. That cup's going to go back in a collection of cups that gets washed in a, in a commercial kitchen and they get sent out to the next race. So we're not using any trash, we're reducing a whole bunch of cups. I mean, we're ordering like 8,000 cups or something for this race. So that's, that's a lot of trash that we're not going to produce just doing these cups, which is really cool. So I'm excited about having that. And when you finish the race, you will get water. We're going to have boxed water. Again, recyclable box water. i will have their own recycling kind of bin at the end of the race. So once you get your box water, drink your water, check for that box water disposal area. You will get a race medal. Our medals are great this year. We've upgraded our ribbon to com- complement the poster design. So if you've ever seen the Tulip Time poster when it gets revealed, we've used that design on the, on the ribbon of the medal. And so it really ties well into the actual Tulip Time Festival itself. So... You're gonna love your 5k ribbon. You're gonna love your 10k ribbon this year when you get them, when you get your medal. And then of course finisher's food. There's a there's the normal kind of stuffed bananas and we have go-go squeeze out there and, and some other items. So go through the finish line food tent. Make sure you get something to eat after you're done, and you'll be good to go. So what else we got? We do have awards. Um just about what it's always been in the past. Uh the the 5k and 10k prizes are awarded to the top three finishers, both male and female in each age division. And there's, like, I don't even know how many age divisions, 14 or 15, but, like, you know, all the way from kids up to 70 or 75, something like that. You can look it up. But there's a lot of age groups. Top three are all going to get the award is another cool medal. So we have these medals for age group awards that are shaped like tulips, and they say, like, 10K or 5K Tulip Time 2022 on them, so those are great little awards. So if you win your age group or you get first, second, or third, make sure you go and find out. And it's so easy to find out your results this year because all you got to do is scan the QR code that's right on your bib. So your results are literally right on your chest or right on your belly, wherever you got your your bib. Take your phone or your friend's phone if you don't have yours, and just scan it. Boom, results, and you can find out if you won your age group or where you're at. And then we also have overall 5K. And 10K, both male and female, and overall 5K, 10K, both masters, male and female. And those prizes this year were donated by Gazelle Sports. They're going to give us gift cards. So if you got that, you can get uh, a $50 gift card to Gazelle Sports, which you can take over to Gazelle Sports and purchase some kind of running gear. Which They got all kinds of great stuff. So after the race, go over there, get yourself something. And then, like I said before, kids run, they all get a finisher ribbon. So kids, come on out, get a ribbon too. Uh, one more thing about uh, recycling I wanted to say is we are going to have recycling bins out there. The city is coming out with recycling bins to make sure that we lower our trash impacts. So make sure you look for places to recycle, the places that are trash, places that box water go. If you got stuff, you know, you're going to have finisher food. You might have other things, gel packets, whatever you've been using. Please try to be mindful of that, and let's keep it cleaned up and make sure we have everything in the right place. And finally, last thing about Tulip Time Run, I'm going to say, is we are doing a $10 discount code for our listeners for the Run My West Coast podcast. So if you want to save $10 on your registration for Tulip Time Run, Use the code podcast twenty twenty two p o d c a s t two zero two two. So save ten bucks and sign up. Come out and do a great little community run in Holland. All right. Now the next thing I want to get into. I'm super excited about this again this this month because the local race calendar, even more races in West Michigan. It just every time I look, there's just more and more races coming up. Just spring is here. Summer's coming. And there's just races all over the place. So I'm excited to tell you about all these races that are coming up. And this is, you know, I'm just doing one month, just May. And so plenty of other chances for you to run coming up this whole month. So starting off with the She Runs Half Marathon in Grand Rapids on May 1st. Then Spring Fling 10K and 5K Trail Run in Kalamazoo on May 7th. Then, of course, also on May 7th, Tulip Time Run 5K. 10 K kids fun run in Holland. There's the girls on the run 5 K in Muskegon on May 14th. There's the Kubasiak bulldog 5 K and two and a half mile walk in Ravenna on May 14th. Riverbank run 25 K 10 K 5 K in Grand Rapids on May 14th, which I plan to be at that one. Vicksburg Hardy Hustle 5K in Vicksburg on May 14th. Amon Park Trail 5K and Community Mile in Grand Rapids on May 19th. Brian Riffer Addiction Awareness 5K in Caledonia on May 21st. Girls on the Run 5K in Grand Rapids on May 21st. Girls on the Run 5K in Kalamazoo on May 21st. Defender 5K and Kids Run in Hudsonville on May 21st. Armed Services Marathon, Half Marathon, and 5K in Grand Haven on May 22nd. The Big Give 5K Family Fun Run in Hudsonville on May 22nd. Fruitport Old Fashioned Days 5K in Fruitport on May 28th. John Seaman Memorial 5K in Vicksburg on May 28th. Kickoff to Summer Run 5K and One Mile Fun Run in Grand Haven on May 28th. Ambucks Memorial Day 5K in Jenison on May 30th. Run to Climax 5K and One Mile Fun Run in Climax on May 30th. Wild West 50K in Lowell on May 30th. And one a little further out you might want to know about, the Holland Haven Marathon is coming up in Holland all the way out on September 11th. So keep that one in mind. That's our list of uh, races coming up locally in West Michigan. All the links to all those races are in the show notes. So if you're going to try and look to sign up for one, just go and click on it. You don't have to search. We'll have it all ready for you. Click on that. Boom. Go right to the race. You can register. You can sign up. And hopefully get out there and run one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Run My West Coast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast Like it and share it with your running friends. Your support of Run My West Coast and the running community in and around West Michigan keeps the runners running. You're truly appreciated and I'm grateful for the chance to share my thoughts with you. Thanks again and see you on race day.